Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Zero to CEO, I have with me President and CEO of Dealey Media International, Nikki Dealey. Thanks for coming to the show. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to be here, Jason. Me too. This is a cool episode because we're going to discuss how artificial intelligence helps acquire customers on demand. Um, people think about artificial intelligence Hal from 2001 Space Odyssey, the evil <laughs> genius computer robot who took over the space station. But nowadays we have artificial intelligence embedded in our phones. You know, we have Siri and we have, you know, all sorts of different ways that people don't even realize we're using it. What are some of the ways besides your business that, that people overlook AI in their lives that you can kind of point out? All right. Well, let me see if we can run through two strategies because I think that's important. One is a mobile app, but with the AI technology. So let me tell you why I'm a big fan of that. Um, there is a 1.2 billion pieces of data that gets um, removed from your cell phone or people are searching for it. And 95% of businesses do not have an app. So that's your opportunity. And there's over 9 billion smartphones. And the average person is spending about four and a half hours on their smartphone. So if you don't have a mobile app on your phone, you are missing the boat. You're leaving money on the table because this is like having a big, um, banner on the freeway, or um, you can replace your digital ads, or even the coupons that come into your into your envelopes at home and your residences. The benefits are not only because of brand loyalty, like I said, coupons, special offers, discount codes, promotions. Um, you can enhance your email list. You can actually get customers on demand if you have the certain type of, of technology, meaning you can instant message them. And how that looks like is there is a little number on my, on one of these icons and there's another one here. That means I've got a notification, something that the business is trying to get me to open. And, and see. So whenever that happens, you basically can get customers on demand and people don't really um, understand the power of that. And, and also because it's on your phone and so many times people are on using their phone, you can put directions to your business menus. Like if you're in a uh, restaurant. Right. So um, let's, so let's, t let's touch on it. You, you've gone through a lot of points here. We need to touch on some of them, okay. of course, because okay. it's, it's, it's a little, I think for a lot of business owners or entrepreneurs getting started, um, everything you just said is going to be a bit of an overload for people because okay. you mentioned 95% of people don't have mobile apps. So now everything you just said is catering to the 95% of people that don't have mobile apps. Correct. So 95% of people, let's just, we're going to just put a number out there. A hundred million people, 95 million don't have mobile apps. So how do we tell those 95 million people? Number one, you need a website for your business. I mean, this goes back to the dot-com days when I started out and everybody under the sun was getting a domain name and getting a website. You mentioned restaurants. I go online. I look up the restaurant menu. I can scan it at restaurants. I can pay for food using Grubhub and Uber Eats and DoorDash, et cetera. So that kind of has translated to third-party companies that saying, well, you guys don't have menus. You guys don't have websites. We'll take care of it for you. So they don't really need mobile apps. But there are businesses that don't have third-party software that could use mobile apps. So what my question is going to be, how does a, how does a business owner identify the need for a mobile app? 
versus just a website that works on a mobile browser. Cause there's a difference, you know, mobile apps are more, you know, they, they cost more money to build. You have to submit them to the app store. You know, you have to, there's some sort of maintenance that goes into it versus a website. It's just HTML, CSS, JavaScript, pop it up. And then you have it live on your domain and people can find you on the web. So let's, let's talk about that difference there. Well, I agree with you that everybody should have a website, but I disagree in that even restaurants need to have a mobile app. Um, they are one of the services that I think should really have one. And mainly because we go out to eat at, at restaurants all the time. Okay. So why should a business have one? And yep. is because it sits on your phone. So right. it's not something you're now going and thinking about. Okay. Now I need to go onto Google from my mobile phone or desktop and find a restaurant. For example, it can already be here. And if it's already here, you're more likely to touch it and find out what's going on, especially if you if the restaurant has a loyalty program, right? You and I probably have had these conversations of, well, where do you want to eat, Jason? Oh, I don't care, Nikki. Where do you want I to really eat? don't care. <laughs> exactly. We have these conversations with our wives, our friends, family. But if, in fact, that restaurant or that business, let's say stick with restaurants right now, has their app here, then we're going to be probably more inclined to go to that restaurant because of the loyalty program. And I'm going to get something free or I'm going to achieve something free, but it doesn't have to just be a, a restaurant. It can be any type of business because it sits on your phone. Right. So it's on the phone, easy access, user engagement on a more regular basis, loyalty programs, basically incentivizing people to open the app and say, Hey, we're, we're on your phone. Check us out. Here's a push notification, 20% off today, all sorts of stuff like that. How does artificial intelligence come into play? Because we're talking, that's a totally different space than mobile apps. I mean, I build mobile apps and, and, you know, AI doesn't really come into play with mobile apps unless you're starting to automate things, whether it's customer service, whether it's um, matching algorithms, you know, other things like that. Um, because our software, we have a proprietary software and it has AI built into it and we have over 20 different types of custom or semi-custom features into our app. What are the top three people like to use the most? Um, customer but service, uh, GPS, for example, uh, uh, geo uh, targeting, for example. So take, walk me through that. I'm a new business owner. I want geo targeting in my app. What, what do okay, we, so what do we get here? Let's go back to the restaurant. Pretend my face is Nikki's cafe. Okay. Uh, so this is where ge geographically it's located Okay. and there's a circumference, right? Mm -hmm. So anytime now this is using our software, so right. I can't speak about anybody sure. else's, but anytime a mobile device, even a tablet goes into this circle around Nikki's cafe, because it knows that that cell phone is in this geographic area, then it will push an ad for that business, that restaurant. Got uh, it. So a geofencing so, so really, I think is what that's called, right? Yes. And, and geo, geo locations, geo target. Okay. So we're, we're targeting people. We're back. We're in the future now. This is now 2050 and people are getting ads based on where they are, just like back to the future when they would show up and then the ads would target them in the face. It kind of, it kind of reminds me of that. Um, so that's cool. So that's one, one good way of uh, targeting people. Now, are you targeting them based on their interests from what they browse, like their browsing history, or are you just hitting them with ads because they're in the, in the area? 
Um, it depends it, on the client, the client's business. So obviously, if it's a restaurant, they're more inclined to walk into that business, right? Um, because they're in the geolocation. If, for example, if I'm in Dallas and you're in Cincinnati, that's not going to work. Right that, now. That business. But so what if I what if I fly in for a business trip from Cincinnati to Dallas, and now I pass your restaurant, knowing that I'm not going to be going back there? That's that's a that's a good question that I'd like to know. Like, so I'm coming in for a business one day. I'm probably never going to come back again. Maybe I will. Who knows? But I get this ad and I'm like, well, I guess I'll try it out, but I'm never coming back. So yeah, like, it doesn't so, matter. It'll, it'll pop up anyway. Okay. So it doesn't really look at your, you know, where you're, where you're, where you live, basically. It just looks at you passing through. All right. Yeah. So what, what are the other, um, um, hot, hot AI? Yeah. The other one that, that I'm really, really excited is AI chatbots. Um, we may have heard about it or not. But let me also share some stats. 85% of customers will make a decision without a human reaction. Right. Mark Zuckerberg from Meta or Facebook says that the, the reason for his success um, in the next 10 years, so he's forward thinking, is because of AI chat box. They're not all the same. Um, you definitely need to have some very strong expertise in creating complex dialogue strategies. Our software is proprietary again. Um, we don't have to ask you for an email or a phone number like many people have to opt in. It searches through AI <laughs> and gets your email address from Facebook and gets your cell phone from other sources on, on the stratosphere that you might have put that information on so that we have a very more personable um, interaction. So if let's say you and I are trying to decide on what to buy your wife, for example, for an anniversary, um, and it could start off with a quiz like, okay, um, how much are you wanting to spend? A lot, medium, or... Or, or like different yeah. price points. It might give you exactly. price points. Yeah. Exactly. So then it could ask you... Um, some maybe choices of niches. Does she like electronics, beauty and bath? It's basically, she... it's basically a survey. Exactly. Or a quiz. Yes. Yeah, it's but, like a survey. but it really, because of the AI feature, Jason, it will, let's say it even asks how much time do you have to spend with me right now? Right. If you say, I got a dash, you know, yeah, it's I got not five gonna, minutes. I'm going to communicate with you over and over. It's going to get you straight to what you need. But if you're, if the AI bot decides, Hey, this is somebody a little bit more personable. They may have a little bit more time. They might ask you some more questions, but the key is I'm not now not going to ask you for an email or a phone number. I might right. say, Jason, um, can I send you these three selections to this email? And and you're probably going to freak out. Like, how <laughs> did you know? Because I didn't opt in, right? Right, right, right. And um, so that's the power of the AI in the chatbots um, software that we have. And so those complex dialogue strategies are just like, key. Yeah, I've used those. Um, I've used those in Amazon when I do like a refund, I'll jump into the chat bot and it'll ask me like, is it this order you're talking about? And I'm like, yep, that's the one I click on it. And then it says like, what's the problem with it? And then I'll mention, I'll pick one of the answers and then it'll say, okay, it sounds like we're going to have to help you a little bit more with this. We will pass you a customer service or we're going to give you a refund, just, you know, ship it back. So like a lot of it happens through the chat bot. So I can see how 
companies would rather use AI to communicate with their customers versus having to get, you know, a paid person to do that. What other uses uh, does your software have and how can that help people acquire customers? Because that's really the meat and potatoes of the conversation here is how AI helps you acquire customers besides the geo-targeting. Yeah. Um, So um, the the geo-targeting is for the mobile app. Well, um, the AI chatbot, you get 80 to 90% response rate. So it would be great if you're an affiliate marketer, if you're list building for a sales letter, if you have an e-com store, e-commerce, Amazon, Etsy, um, there's all kinds of platforms. If you're a local business, like a restaurant, for example, or a consultant, an author, um, let's say you could use a, a AI chatbot for webinar in, in registrations or um, freelancers or any type of service businesses. Basically, um, an AI chatbot should be able to work for any type of business, providing it it has a capacity to work with certain websites, right? right. So ours ours works with WordPress, ClickBanks, Leadpages, Shopify. JV, Zoo, ClickBanks, I mean, you name it, it it works with it. That's great. So it's integratable with pretty much any kind of software. And so this also means that the business, you're saying 95% don't have mobile apps. So how do we get the 95% of these people onto the mobile app train and then get your software in there? I mean, that sounds, so that might sound overwhelming to somebody. It might sound like an added expense that they may not be ready for. So what's your answer for that? Um, well, they need to talk to us because we're very affordable. You can go to howmuchtomakeanapp.com. It's a third-party um, website, and you can find out how much apps really cost. And then you will see how ours are anywhere between seven to 10000 And because they're listening to your show, which, by the way, I love the name, um, I'm going to give them a $2,000 uh, discount. Oh, wow. Free consultation. If they're interested in the chatbot, you said you used it for Amazon. Yep. Amazon has this huge budget. Well, most small businesses don't. Don't, yeah. So, again, we own our own software, so we, you know, invest it into it ourselves. It's a small few thousand dollar upfront, and then they can be as low as $150 a month to maintain the chatbot. And it's really the complex dialogues that we're an expert in. Interesting. And so if a business owner has a specific type of dialogue that they want, maybe they want it to be more about um, specific um, menu items or you know, products they're selling, or maybe it's more about customer service. So I'm assuming here they have options to tweak the chatbot in a lot of different directions. I'm assuming you have a dashboard that lets them kind of play around with it. Um, um, what about if they want to jump in? If, if the chatbot, if they, someone got stuck somewhere, can somebody jump in and take over? So we don't let them uh, have access to the dashboard. We, okay. We're going to refine the, we're going to look at the metrics. We're going to refine everything for them. We're going to consult with them first, because obviously if you are a, uh, divorce attorney or personal injury attorney, you're you're going to be referring to your prospects as clients. Right. If you are a hair salon, they're customers, right? So we need to understand your culture. We need to understand, you know, like if you are as in a surf shop by a beach store, we might say, hey, dude, you know. Cowabunga. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's going to be, exactly. it's going to be, it's going to be a different kind of dialogue. That yeah, makes sense. So, so you're, so you're going to cater to the needs of the type absolutely. of client or customer. Sounds awesome. Sounds like something that people definitely need. Business owners out there watching or listening, 
Call her up. Go. Where's the website? Where can they find out more about your software and, and sign up? And what's the code? Okay. So um, I want them to send me an email personally, but my website, it will be at the end of my email. So it's Nikki, N as in Nancy, I-K-I dot Dealey, D as in David, E-A-L-E-Y at Dealey Media International, all spelled out, dot com. On the subject line, put your the name of your podcast so we can give you credit and I can know what I said and, and keep my word. But I'm I'm excited to talk to anybody for that free consultation and see how I might be able to serve their business. Sounds amazing. It sounds like you're doing great work for business owners out there. So thanks for coming. Appreciate it. And as always, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you in next week's episode.